Hello, I'm Stephen Fry, a trustee of the Royal Academy of Arts and very proud to be so. Welcome to our podcast. My name is Owen Hopkins, I'm the Royal Academy's Architecture Programme Manager and it's my pleasure to welcome you to this evening's lecture by Winnie Maas. As I'm sure many of you know, having attended previous events possibly, this evening's lecture is part of a season of debates, talks and an exhibition that the RA has organised to explore the future of housing. It's a question that's become increasingly urgent in recent years and with the country now in the grip of a housing crisis, it's one of the key issues in this year's general election campaign and we've already heard a lot about it and I imagine we'll hear a lot more about it in the coming weeks. This evening we take an international perspective, however, to welcome Winnie, one of the world's leading architects in housing, but whose range as a designer and as a thinker obviously stretches well beyond. He is the M of MVRDV, the practice he founded with Natalie de Vries and Jacob van Rijs, which is renowned for a wide range of important projects, among them the Dutch Pavilion at Expo 2000, the Mirador and Colosia developments in Madrid, Silodam housing, the Wozzeco housing in Amsterdam, currently working on the vision for Greater Paris, Grand Paris Plus Petit, and obviously the recent market hall in Rotterdam. Winnie also teaches at a number of universities across the world, and he is professor and director of the Y Factory, a research institute for the future city, uh, which he founded in 2008. Please join me in welcoming Winnie Maas. Thank you for inviting me here. Your future of housing is, of course, also my concern. And I hope that uh, during these lectures and your, all your meetings that you have, that you find a way to escape from some of your hermeticness that housing uh, is facing. Uh, working in Hong Kong, which is based, for instance, on, uh, on Anglo-Saxon rules, I only need to force sometimes to escape from that. And I imagine that when I would work here, that I would face that element uh, very much. So, because um, what I would like to speak about is indeed about that kind of escapism uh, tonight. And, like, uh, because we are constructing a, a planet which maybe is partly egalitarian, not everywhere, and, uh, but on the other hand, it, this, uh, this egalitarianism has maybe caused by our public housing as such. So, how to go beyond that? Uh, that rules that can um, go also beyond then ultimately to the singular. I want to do that by like kind of an attack on three levels, uh, both on architecture, urbanism, and uh, research as they ping pong between each other. Without the research, I could never have made the market hall in order to uh, give a kind of small example on that. So, let me start on the architecture. And to be in Britain, I cannot say much. The only building that we did was a house, as you know, in Suffolk, say somewhere there. And I, I want to explain it, that story at that moment. Eh? Because it was a very beautiful landscape, National Park services were there, and they were like uh, talking about this uh, space as one of the heritages in your country. And, uh, and, and Alain de Botton, the client, as you know, 
where it's like saying, yeah, can you make me a house in my campaign to advertise architecture um, for second homes in this case, and maybe it's a little bit expensive, but on the other hand, to, to innovate this landscape. And I, th I like that. I appreciate that. It was the first step to go beyond the singular. So he said, yeah, 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 yeah. What, what can we do with it? So the, the second meeting, I came uh, to that place, and you know, it's a hell of, of travel. Huh? You fly from Rotterdam, then you have to drive for like two and a half hours and uh, take about a thousand roundabouts. And <laughs> I hate your countryside. And it's like, uh, <laughs> and then you, uh, Andy, you think you come into this beauty of all these dairies, and then, oh, Paul, Paul, I beg your pardon, uh, Ellen said, I, I just erased this. And uh, why? Yeah, I th thought it was too vulnerable. I said, my God, man, how can you do that? Because the National Park Services will kill you. If you, if you try, no, 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 maybe you can give me a new barn. I said, no, do I have to drive again on this kind of highways to make you a new barn? And, uh, and then the National Park Services, so there's the paradox. I like to find out where you find a kind of twist in your laws. So when, say, Alain said, I want to have such a barn, and you can make me something like that. I said, my God, don't fly in from the Netherlands to make a barn for you. That's no way to do that. Then the National Park Service said, to, uh, in that first meeting, it's too big. That's the key. The footprint is too big of this building, so, say, frogs could not pass by uh, sufficiently. So, and this was helping in lot, because then we say, okay, then we go there, you see how the footprint reduces, and more and more. And that's a, uh, then, wow, that's a building that is now in the end there. But before it was there, uh, say, Alain said, I cannot come bring this on the market. Say, such a kind of balancing bomb that is uh, beyond the message that I want to give. So I said, okay, then, uh, then I drop it. And uh, then you take it from there. This is even worse, he said. And it's like, <laughs> like some Dutch bombardment that, to, uh, that is not a, a thing to rent. And that helped in the end to bring it back. So... Uh, thanks, National Park Service is one of your rules, meet to this kind of, uh, uh, to this house. Of course, if it's a house, and you see that, uh, say that game, that discussion that we have before it came back and made this kind of element. Of course, it's a house that wants to answer a question about the happiness in architecture. That was, um, you, you were so imposed almost by the philosophic heaviness of my client that they, uh, what to do then? And so there's, a, if a holiday house uh, is only about stability, then this house somehow counterweights that and makes it like that there is uh, there are places where you feel a little bit shaky. Now, your health and safety requirements don't allow for that movement. Well, I could do that in the Netherlands with boxes that hang and you come in and you jump on the house and da -da 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 every time. Here we couldn't. The swing was the key in the end to explain, uh, maybe you've heard that story, but in a way, uh, so we made a stable thing, and the, and the beautiful engineer we had on board, she made a, then the calculation so precise that when, the, when someone is on the swing, then the house starts to move. But that's the <laughs> of course, we didn't put in a swing in our, um, in our drawings, and uh, uh, in order to, uh, to avoid that discussion, now it's there. I don't know if they will break it uh, away. So this is the house, and we should be very modest, they said, and uh, don't uh, yell for attention. Uh, your uh, prince can all, uh, then come, and that, that's what, not the idea. So we made a house that tried to reflect nature. That has, of course, uh, always a decision where you... That the same like a balancing barn. What, how do, do I go in, left or right? Every night you have to choose. So or you uh, go in that way into, immediately into the kitchen and find your uh, friends there, or go into the corridor and escape directly along uh, a sequence of, of rooms. And 
I point you at that uh, elements over there because there's certain kind of heaviness in this which I like. So also that was like uh, because the style should be um, uh, antique country British. Okay, how to do that? And so the the steel structure helped a lot to uh, uh, to make that ultimately there. And simply the sticked barn, the, the balancing barn, made it made that possible. And of course, that end of this, uh, the zone is, is the most fantastic space, surrounded by sky and by nature, and seeing your son uh, below on the swing, uh, wobbling, uh, and, the, and turning the, the building into a wobbling exercise is what we wanted to do. And you go around, and then suddenly the, the, the barn reveals itself. And that's the story, not, not, not more, not less. And of course, it's a space that I, uh, uh, where rain is not a major issue, and where uh, indeed nature is somehow echoed, and where frogs can pass by easily uh, without any obstruction in that uh, way. And that's what the balancing barn is about. That's not about housing, of course. But as my only, say, the only moment I had in my life uh, to, to have a discussion with your authorities on laws, rules, and rejections, and somehow to find, a, say, a jolly way to live with that, and to, uh, um, for better and for worse, and to see how you can still maneuver with that. And I was already with, well, you see the effect in the press on this house, and Alain, in the end, was very happy, as you know, that we uh, did that for him. But uh, of course, I can take you to, I should take you to Rotterdam now, because of this story that you have just been saying, uh, Rotterdam, and uh, there we have more experience with housing and its rules, and what you can do and what you can't do. And um, in that matter that I just showed, this picture of, uh, in this case, Mexico City, but I showed you how this endless matter of housing, we are, we are talking about 70% of, of the urban matter is housing, how can we there, that manipulate to turn it into something which has a wider message, where density can be imagined, where, but also where openness can be imagined, where freedom, yes, I come back to that later, can be uh, suggested. So this sequence is what I want to show to, to, tonight. So in the case of Rotterdam, Rotterdam and bombarded, and then you, they made a kind of, uh, the largest square in, uh, uh, in Europe, eh? it's a 1.8 kilometer long uh, uh, place, uh, bigger than uh, Tiananmen Square, and then they, so they gradually turn it into a kind of density. Rotterdam has, um, I, I, I like that, how they do it, because since every 10 years they make an other kind of interpretation, other kind of love affair with housing. So you have 50s over there, then you get some 80s, and I will show you how the 70s we are now starting to adore with this building. So how to do that on this place? So the, the client said, give me, um, uh, give me two buildings, uh, like in the best uh, uh, tradition of uh, Rotterdam, and then you put that market hall, something like Marais, uh, something Barcelonesque on that floor over there and with some colors, and then uh, that's it. I said, no, man, look, how can you do that? Because we, this is the first time that the Netherlands is making a market hall. This, there's, this is the only place in Europe where they don't have covered market halls. And then you do it in this kind of, like, where you almost can touch the ceiling and have a uh, claustrophobic in it. No, no, let's use that housing to make that hall and to monumentalize then somehow this uh, attention for gastronomy and for good products that, that, that are needed. And I talk about 10 years ago when we started. So I thought, well, this is better. No, 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 you can't, can't do that. This is maybe nice, but the, 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 the penthouses have no view. So, okay, we make a view. Like this. Yeah, but this is too expensive. Steel structure everywhere. I can't. This is lower middle class housing. Here you see how, what is, and I come back to that. 
So we said, okay. Then we do it more in a like, cheap manner, uh, with a, in a, a Roman manner, and then, uh, yeah, the lifts don't fit. Okay, well, you know, the, the, that is what they do. <laughs> the key point of uh, this is that, uh, say, lower middle class housing, social, there are different categories in the Netherlands, they um, are designed uh, in such a way that you don't hear your neighbor. So uh, you, uh, that means that we have to pour concrete, and we do it in slabs, yeah, we make tunnels of steel, pour concrete over it, pour the, the tunnel out, put it to the next, and then you go on. So that's what you happen here, 25 centimeters. That is structurally not needed. Normally I need 14 centimeters for, uh, for structure. So that means that I have 11 centimeters of, say, in certain aspects, waste. And that's the key, because the housing should pay the market hall. Because the market hall, the prices of rent of this market hall should be the same as outside. And especially for Rotterdam, which is a poor city. Eh, it's uh, worse than Manchester and that in the pricing. So they, how, to, do, how to, uh, to make that possible? And that's the 11 centimeters helped uh, in that case. So because then I can make this tunnel. I push the tunnel a little bit and I push it even more, uh, more and then pack, they kiss each other. And that's how so suddenly the structure became, say, gratuitely, uh, it turned it into a hall. As such, okay. Then the budget was was finished, so I couldn't do much with the outside. And then, and but we decided that the outside is fine. I mean, uh, flowers everywhere in the future. Don't worry. And they, uh, but the, it's of course that that message or this interior that counts. So these were sketches of the beginning, and there were two elements that I would like to indicate. And we developed this kind of um, lie or a kind of messenger together with Philips uh, 10 years ago, uh, 9 years ago. So uh, LED screen like that, can you, like a, a soccer field full, 11,000 square meters, can you pay that? In, uh, so they said, well, we can do that in like seven years. Then the, and uh, so, okay, we can. But that's one. Second thing, we make this kind of openable screens so that uh, you can open your windows and, can, and you can say to your son, get that fish now, I want to cook. And that's, uh, so here, the element of pop, and here I'm talking not about popular or populistic, but somehow of pop is entering architecture. And that the market could be, say, in that way, is, is, is a place that's different than a theater or than a say, high-end culture element, and that it wants to, say, somehow communicate with this uh, kind of environment. And the second element, when uh, this comes in, is, of course, it celebrates the, the, the Rotterdam landscape of 70s architecture, the pencil, this, uh, this weird architecture composition, which somehow is actually very funny, and I love it and adore it. So here you see it happening over time, how we made it. So it was more than only that building, how we grew it into the hall, how they kissed each other, and how then suddenly Philips withdraw because of the crisis. And, uh, and we had to, uh, like in a couple of weeks, redo uh, this uh, fresco. And uh, so here uh, we worked on the design with artists and with uh, Pixar to make that possible. So ultimately, this 11,000 square meters of how many tetrabytes, of, uh, is this? That was the key thing to organize it all over the planet and to uh, on every random farm to make that possible. Testing, burning it in alu, uh, and then say hanging it on the ceiling so that you suddenly would be part that you would live behind a strawberry or behind uh, a shrimp. And uh, then it has to clean, and even the cleaning device becomes theater. But and, uh, and and that's what it is. We make glimpses of the of the city, of the future of the city through it. Nice thing is about architecture when it's one millimeter thick, but has tetrabytes uh, in it that you can anyway do whatever you want in that way, and that suddenly you can any do any suggestion. 
But this is the key thing, the window in the end. Because the window controls anyone on that space. This, when you sell this, then suddenly you as an owner will protest if this turns, if the developer turns that space into something shit. So that is what, uh, and this we had to fight for a lot. This is impossible in your laws, in your public housing rules, because how thick should that layer be? And what is the fireman doing with that? And, uh, uh, and that caused in the endless discussion also with the real estate uh, companies behind it to do that. But what happens, of course, is that the houses suddenly become like observers of the market, but also like tribunes in their, in their children's rooms. Like here, you can see, or this is my, my favorite bedroom, where uh, you can lie your head on a glass pillow, and then, yeah, is this now a dream or a nightmare? Is then a question? And then, to, or this one, other house, where uh, kids can play on this glass with Lego, so that that you and that you can look from uh, and see what. This is the next step after the balancing barn, somehow. Because the balancing barn is cute, say British, that here now suddenly we can, we can bring it one step further. In, and what do you accept as a, as, a, as a mom or as a dad that to have such a house is a question. And I know there are maybe some people that reject it. You can choose. There are, we designed perfect carpets which you can put over it, can anti-disease uh, 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 carpets, etc. So there, that can be done. But of course you should have a dinner here on this place. Go look through your glass table and while you're being served uh, with vegetables you can witness what the market is doing below. So that's what, what during construction every place is trying to witness that market and that's what it then is. And then we end this series, it's simply a passage, a small passage. And uh, we end it with some strings, uh, hang some glass to it that took some time to make that strings with this dimensions possible and then things happen. And that is an architect is funny to, to witness that I, I was not aware, honestly. Because we know that we want to play like uh, star architects, or you, and you have big mouths sometimes, but you don't know when you do something if it has. So there is a risk in that way, and that's the nice part of architecture to do that, and especially with housing. So uh, the news uh, reels they started to happen, and, and they came and discussed it on the news, and they made these kind of estimates that due to this building, the number of tourists would go up from 350 to 400 annually. Okay, okay, that's already something in uh, that way. So, and due to that, we could also, like in the, in the, the, in the New York Times guide and the rough guide and the, the other guides, they, they, they voted for this place and suddenly Rotterdam appeared as number 10 in, in the cities over the world. Wow, that's cool that that is happening. Then our queen wake up and uh, she, uh, <laughs> and she said, I want to visit this place. And so that's what uh, happened at that moment. And we had a, a good laugh and, uh, uh, with our... <laughs> Our, our, our persons and, that, and then she opened the building and she did it of course in a beautiful Cinderella like uh, manner and they uh, <laughs> I wish that Prince Charles would have opened the balancing barn is what I said at that opening <laughs> and then we went of course uh, uh, into it and then what is happening outside that was I think the moment that I was touched even more than by our queen is that some, when it opened the doors we had to close the doors in an hour because our fire calculations were not sufficient to house this, like, what was it? 15,000 people that were already calculated for two and a half uh, thousand in that way. And we had to do, like, in 48 hours, a complete fire uh, recoding in order to make then again this opening possible. And then, yes, now it's there. Also a nice one, my, uh, Herman, maybe you know him, he's a very good cook, a tele, uh, uh, TV cook in the Netherlands, a good friend. 
and uh, he's like a bit rough, of course. And, he wants, and uh, how to make it possible that blood goes over the tiles in under kind of housing codes? That is new in that day. So here we had to prove it. Took, took us half a year to, to now they're blood proof uh, uh, the hall. So that do it. But this is of course the thing that I'm talking about. Only this uh, one meter square of view along the houses uh, where you can sleep next to the market hall and where you can witness what is going below and where you can indeed stand now on this and see what's happening over there. That is what the market hall actually in the way is. And it's more than a shed. And that touches somehow the emotions, I, I think. It's not only the fact that it's maybe slightly monumental and that it has this kind of uh, grandeur, but on the other hand, it is our housing, simply that, uh, that do the work and that is beyond, say, uh, the architecture that's there. And as a side effect, uh, like because of these windows and because of this, uh, this uh, interior, I mean, even after market hours, say after 9 o'clock in the evening, it, became, it remains warm somehow. And uh, I mean, we dream about the Centre Pompidou effects, and, 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 and many of our mayors say use a, a new a museum or library for that, but in this case, simply social housing can also do the job in order to make here the space where people want to stay, and uh, even if it's Rotterdam, they want to be outside in this, uh, in this moment. And that's, I think, I'm very happy about and also touched by that moment. And yes, then um, what happens now, huh, this estimation of 50,000 extra tourists somehow has been uh, changed. Huh? There are now about 4 million, so it's a million, a million annu uh, per month that uh, visit the place. So it's uh, busier than the Rijksmuseum and busier than, the, uh, than uh, Euro Disney, and, uh, uh, which is a bit uh, striking, and I hope that we can catch on with that element. And now let me bring back to, to because it, it took us 20 years to make the first say, housing building in Rotterdam. And the mayor said always, yeah, yeah, it will come, it will come, but uh, you need to have some experience. And uh, so our, I show you the first experience with the house. Uh, this, this is why I show you, I will tell you later, because housing can help to do something more on that city. So here you see an existing building, and what we calculated, how can we extend that building? With more infrastructure, with steel, with uh, uh, waterproofing, and, uh, and then with, with houses in that way. So the price of that should be the same as the price to make a house in a suburb, is basically the task. So ground price plus uh, construction price, should do that. That's the exercise uh, that uh, we tried to do. And, and, and the equation in the end is that we had to do it in prefab terms. And secondly, we there no details, no gutters, please, because it costs money, no chimneys, and that way. That's interesting. If you make a housing to make without details, because our me mechanism is like pointing into this kind of uh, compromises. So that's why I think this house is, became somehow exemplary. So we made, this is in the middle of UNESCO area in, in, uh, in Rotterdam, and it's somehow between, say, uh, heaven and, uh, uh, and uh, earth, and uh, uh, which here, as you see, the infrastructure of this house, how it somehow has different addresses with the people that live in it and that go around, <laughs> that, uh, and that want to live on that uh, roof in, in the end, and that want to share this kind of, say, village feeling. Uh, where everyone has its own house and where Yves Klein uh, somehow has become like celebrated with this uh, touch of blue. And um, so the, the discussion on this, uh, this was at the same moment basically as the house, uh, the, as the balancing barn. So 
Also here, we had, when we had the approval came up, we'd say with only a number of the color. So the, there was no color rendering sometimes uh, and, uh, in order to get that through. And, they, um, and that has been nicely uh, awarded. And so somehow I think that's also the key issue of this house. Besides, it shows that with about 50 square meters, you can intensify the city. You can keep, keep people in the city, and you can turn it into... So I, my favorite image is, I think, this. Uh, um, and uh, it's a real, not a Photoshop element. And then uh, when, say, this is Rotterdam, uh, then we can do that. So the law has been changed in, in Rotterdam with this, and that in that way now you can build these things on the roof, which creates not only a new terrace on, on that place, but also like a giant amount of uh, tax that, is, uh, that can pay off now in the Rotterdam certain kind of other elements. So housing helps, is what I want to say. It has more uh, elements than only itself. So here, how you can see it from any place in Rotterdam, how Google is quite okay at the moment uh, with that way. So then we go for on, because then what, what I wanted to say is that, that, that certain kind of, that, that you use housing to make, say, a better, say, environment, but also to make better possibilities. Uh, later in Madrid, we made this tower, and that way it was like uh, trying to find out a way to come to use different neighborhoods with the streets in between, uh, with different typologies, and uh, different... So to go beyond that singular and to, uh, to escape from the block regime that's there. It's a flipped block, you can say. So in between the neighborhoods, so here how we can walk up from the bottom to the top, and you meet people, and you see this, and you end up with a soccer field that floats over the city, and that somehow reveals a kind of cohesion between these uh, mini neighborhoods that is over there. So using, again, uh, like all this potential of these uh, houses to, to celebrate somehow a kind of collective space, like in the market hall, was here addressed, and then turning also this kind of flatness of all these blocks in Madrid at one place into, a, say, a, a, an indication where uh, intensification is, say, celebrated and can be found uh, as such. How to go further is then the question, if you've done that with housing. And uh, looking to these different experiences, I, I want to show you this project in Taipei, how uh, we are now working on, uh, say, uh, a new type of housing, and, and, and it's a story, and a story that wants to um, engage people and to make a new, say, kind of block. And we were asked initially to think about the future of uh, Taipei by, say, this Museum of Tomorrow, which celebrates with different people uh, what should be the future of Taipei. Here in this case, making rice paddies, beautiful installation by an artist. And now our question, what should we do after they have done this 101 statement? I will come back to that, because ultimately uh, we do in Jakarta now an, an answer to that. So this is our site, and um, you will see the changes in a minute. To, uh, so what happens in, on that site is basically like the urban village. It. And it has a beauty when you mix x-rays, then you see this kind of uh, the blue houses everywhere, in orange in this case, or you see a mixage that I didn't know before. You see a liberty that is maybe not completely regulated, but it has, um, that has an advantage to escape from the ordinary. And that at the moment that well, you know this picture when people are like protesting in uh, China on uh, this kind of block attack that is surrounding them and where every urban village is somehow disappearing. And that's the new architecture of, uh, of Southeast Asia and uh, with all different architects, I think. And then uh, they, uh, where is architecture? Yeah, there is gold. So that's the issue. How can we escape from this monotony? Uh, looking to people that somehow want to pick another kind of choice in that way, and how to, to get into a generation that somehow 
wants to be more on itself and wants to uh, find out. So we, with a client, we were discussing, um, can we make such a house? Yeah, no problem. Can we also make such a house? Mm. How? Can we make a house with a tower? Can we do more like a, a hipster house, a twin set? Of a, or can we imagine a factory-like thing? Or maybe a Catholic house? Or a house with a... Or maybe a courtyard or a roundabout. Is that, and can we then imagine that also with different materials, different landscapes, and different, say, fences, and different, ultimately, different sizes? Now I can, in beginning to choose, is what this wants to say. And uh, is that then makeable? So the f in uh, the first project, this was 2009, where uh, there were about like uh, 18 people that went into the, into the advertisement and selected these houses. And then that would be then the result of it. And we would comment at, say, the, the Vitra house uh, by uh, Erzuka Dumenon in a kind of urbanistic way, one could say. Where that's an object, here it becomes like a city, is what it wants to say. And actually it's quite a good building. Because you, you can walk around and find your neighbor at the nice places. At that very moment, we were asked also to, to do more an in-depth uh, study on this by the government of uh, uh, Taiwan to uh, see if this makes more sense. And that had uh, some levels, and I will show you. So on one hand, we investigated that Taiwan was not the only place to do that happened also in Beijing, uh, that same day transformation in 10 years' time, or in Shanghai, how that was working, uh, how in uh, Seoul that's happening and, uh, and leading to this kind of landscapes. How um, it is accompanied by uh, beautiful architecture, which is basically all the same, and where uh, all the uh, houses have a similar interior, where all the floor plans are completely idiot and, uh, <laughs> and, and similar as such, and where, so what to do with that? The, se the second research we did is like, go look to the cities and in blue see the old hutongs and the old uh, uh, urban villages and then in red see the attack of the blocks that were like uh, coming over it and then indeed Beijing, and I will come back to that later, is transforming into that kind of landscape as such. So trying to find out how it looks like and to keep then um, uh, an idea of uh, can we maybe imagine a kind of uh, intensity that combines that aspect of the hutong. So we developed at that moment uh, with IKEA this house maker uh, where uh, somehow you can, uh, where it's like the kitchen maker, where you can say pop up things, and then you calculate how much that would cost. And then it questions, of course, how to position where does this kind of house. So this is the village maker, how it is uh, uh, developed and how, say, your selected uh, house how you can say how much say, uh, view you want to have, how much sunlight you want uh, to have, and what kind of orientation. And the program calculates what in your given budget, what in red you cannot afford, and in uh, green you might afford. And this, of course, it goes together, this film doesn't work, a pity, with the kind of calculation, but I'll come back to it later anyway, with the calculation of the infrastructure that is needed. That gave such a success that, that now this is the mock-up for the, for the housing that, the, uh, that will be uh, yeah, constructed at that place. So about 100 units, and, um, uh, which is better for the client. And on the meantime, you see on the two sides the new blocks that came over there also. And I think this contrast in the end is what I somehow love. This is somehow the project was a kind of, um, uh, that was a, that gave an inspiration to Jakarta. So the, the, uh, the, yeah, the current president and the former governor 
uh, of Jakarta asked us somehow to work on a series of kampongs and to, uh, to, to, to discuss with the kampongs, with the urban villages, uh, how they could make, a, say, a better investment in that. It's a very complicated issue. Some of you know it, and what to do that. The beautiful is beauty is it, and I think uh, I think that that's one of the elements that maybe you like. That some of these kampongs specialize. They organize their families in such a way that, in French, like in this one, they grow plants, they grow soya, and uh, which leads to complete other streets life that I could imagine. So with a new technology, we try to make now new kind of say, extra balconies, new kind of mini markets, new kind of say walls that surround uh, certain patios and that encourage this kind of economy and it brings extra, say, housing to it. And then maybe in the end you have a very fantastic, beautiful new kind of kampung at that moment. And this is completely different uh, than, say, Tomang, where uh, the university would like to uh, invade with a new kind of blocks, as you can see there on the on the back. So also with this university, we try to do this invasion now in such a way that they put their yeah the housing for students or their the restaurant or the, their uh, in, in mini mini like in it, in, insert it, stack it on top of it, turn like a classroom again like this. A professor would be great to live in these places, and then in a couple of years we this is say the new University of Tomang that is over on that uh, spot. And also the, here, the, the fish kampong next to the sea, next to uh, uh, Batavia, is uh, another one which is like already using the sea to, to grow certain kind of products, but that could be also more inwards and outwards, and that leads maybe to a better say, a, a fusion of density and, uh, and economical activities. And here you see maybe a way to deal with that matter, with that. Uh, uh, and I'm happy now that one of them is going further uh, in the coming time. But that doesn't mean that, uh, what does it mean more? And so we were also asked in Jakarta to think about 101 over, or about the tower that is under, under production in different places. Um, as you know, maybe, is that the new metro then, uh, is now going ahead, and that means also that some of these places become more denser and can become denser, and that would be a, like a very good thing for. So, how to do that in this case, on somewhere in this flatlands, that here, uh, so we. Um, so what is over there? So simply a series of like blocks of four to, uh, to six stories high, and how to make then a high rise that somehow fits in that. So here with Jordi, how we can say somehow imagine that this is actually a great tower at that moment. So what is the logic behind such an enterprise? Is what I would like to uh, to show to you. Now let me go further after this kind of exercise: how to use architecture. But I want to bring you now to to urbanism. The first chapter is. Let me go to Beijing for a minute. Because there, I promise you that I would uh, work on that Hutong more. This is Tiananmen Square, and over there is our uh, site. And if I come closer, then this site has just recently been evacuated uh, from the Chinese government uh, to turn it into what? So here, squatters are using this area, and somehow they start to reevaluate that, uh, say, this last Hutong around uh, uh, with this kind of, say, uh, areas in it. So what can we do with that is the question. And the, the pressure on Xi, on the, on the president, is so much that he now needs to do another plan. So there, we have analyzed, of course, in that way, the beauty of that Hong Kutongs again. And what say, the dream was that has been celebrated by our filmmakers a while ago. But how it had contributed to a certain kind of culture and certain kind of, say, art. It has, we know the decay. I explained that already before with this element. But the comeback can be recently seen. Yeah, what kind of comeback? A kind of Disney has been uh, uh, coming over 
this new hotongs made by uh, different developers and leading to this kind of replicas and this kind of kitsch. And as a highlight recently, uh, uh, this kind of uh, elements appeared uh, with the construction is completely different behind it and that somehow, uh, uh, funnily, uh, uh, replaces whatever has been done. They didn't make in the 50s that, and now again, here in the front, you see these new hutongs appearing. This happens at the same moment that these new urban neighborhoods uh, deserve a place. In Seoul, you have that. We have that also in Le Marais or in Greenwich Village. And uh, you have been talking a lot about gentrification in this element. So what is the mix to do that? And we can learn, in this case, maybe from some areas like Jordaan in the Netherlands to find a certain kind of uh, uh, equilibrium between public housing and between, uh, uh, say, new housing. So what's next in that case? So this is the site, how it worked. Over time, you can see that they cut through a lot of, say, uh, roads into this area. So we did some first sketches, how we can make more value out of it, out of that matter, by adding, say, some kind of skyscrapers below and getting this kind of, say, raised hutong. We could imagine that we could bend that in such a way that this density would be only in the middle of uh, that kind of environment. Or we, we were investigating if we could dig it into the earth and then to have a kind of uh, hidden de density uh, beyond it or turning it into a park, like the Forum Romanen of, uh, of Beijing was also one question we posed to the, to the governors to uh, in, imagine, or, or can we maybe find a kind of exemplary hutong where the 1,700 courtyard houses can be adopted by different people in different, say, ways. That has been selected. And how then uh, to do that? This radical love for smallness uh, next to Tiananmen is uh, the currently now what we're doing. And with this series of projects that come that somehow thematize the different and the different say interpretations of uh, of say a hutong to preserve it, yes. But here you see a catalog of different kind of uh, preservation projects that could be made. But also interpre interpreting uh, certain elements in a kind of abstract way, or even in a kind of I mean, this printed house would be great in that way to uh, add that to the collection of uh, this new hutong, or to talk about identity by, uh, say, having some of the courtyard houses even more uh, like adopting a certain kind of interpretation again, uh, like the mirror house uh, that we would like to uh, perceive soon, actually this one, uh, to make a kind of complete Fata Morgana out of that. Then we, of course, define the edges in such a way that they are cutouts of, the, uh, of what happened before and showing in these cuts literally uh, uh, an inside view of the houses. And the green project, uh, that, that, uh, these are the parks that somehow come in in their different ways and interpret that old houses. Or the water project that, that bed, embeds itself in, the, in, uh, in this matter uh, with the houses and the, that are floating over it in that way. Or the passage project that somehow cuts through and uh, leads to the, to, the, uh, to, the, to the shops that are partly over there. Or the infillers that somehow love... Uh, to, uh, to make more extensions of the existing uh, in that way. Or the verticalizers that here and there make an advertisement, of course, or for this enterprise and show that it, that it is actually quite okay there. And last but not least, the diggers that w find more, more density by digging down. And this is a great courtyard house in the end that it doesn't, uh, uh, that is not noticed as such. And why not the parking? So different parking pro projects come up now in different manners. And this is my favorite, of course, where one house flips simply and then you can drive in or out in that way. And yes, the schools are part of it in, that, uh, in this project. Or the library project here, a very subtle one. That we, uh, 
and the, some of the energy projects that we are needing in order to compensate the demand is in this uh, case. And altogether, they form, I think, 1,700 projects, 1,700 programs, 1,700 owners, and 1,700 artists and architects. This is what we would like, a grand collection as such. And then we are talking maybe of a hutong, and if I fly over with maybe a film uh, that comes out later and then sees this kind of, say, interpretation happening, then maybe we can say that the hutong has more than only preservation, that there is more variety, there is more escape, and, that, uh, and here how we... Uh, showed it now to the audience um, how these are the images like lanterns to talk about like what this couton can be about and to discuss that with them what is the best composition uh, as, uh, as such and that is now they, uh, in the streets uh, next to Chanaman you can find them this is the office at the moment this is the first project you see a digger uh, that's going on and that is then uh, starting to help a kind of a project that indeed wants to love hutongs, but uh, 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 in a kind of very varied way. Another project on, uh, I take you on housing, is the, uh, is the project in Almere that I want to show you. Why? Because it's a very complete project. Almere is like, uh, on housing, is like a very boring place. It's uh, next to Amsterdam. And it has been built like Milton Keynes at the wrong time, at the wrong place, at the wrong, etc. So there was a, and Amsterdam basically pushed the poor people out, and to, uh, and it has led honestly to a very uh, asocial uh, situation, and uh, which has a, and so how to escape from that is what Almere is trying to do. This is the production of housing in Almere, uh, the so-called see-through house, is it called? And, and, and there are two hundred thousand of those at that place. Now, it's a nightmare. I mean, it's even worse than Milton Keynes. And it's a, so what to do with that is now what we are doing. And we start uh, with Almere 2.0, which is based on, uh, on the concept of Almere. Almere is like a design of like having this, this is how it grew, with like garden cities uh, next to an infrastructure piece. And we simply say that's good. We make more garden cities. Because then we can make new interpretations, people can go there, and then later we can restore or improve the situations and the things they leave behind. That's the simple conclusion we could do and an end. We have this kind of bubble diagram, it's quite, quite beautiful, and that, that, to make that then possible. So that changes this diagram of uh, your uh, colleague in a, in a certain kind of way, that it makes it uh, less, uh, more diverse, more interconnected, and less hierarchical. And that is a, a proposal for a new garden city as such. So this is the existing city, how it has been developed in the 80s and in the 90s. And what we can do, we cannot build in the, in the young city. You, it's very hard to touch it. People have only paid off half of it, of their money. So you can't touch You have to do next to that. So we make this new metro line from there. It goes in between and then arranges four or five new garden cities. This is this new line that goes through it and that, and that makes it possible to do five adventures. So this is the lake between Amsterdam and Almere and that's a very dirty lake. I mean, it, it is, it's, it, there's a mistake in the hydrology of that lake and now it looks more like coffee than, than to pristine uh, Croatian water. So what to do with that? That is the first garden city. We make a, a, a city that cleans that lake that swallows all that stuff and that by uh, uh, a complex uh, hydrological uh, situation where the houses somehow are paid off to make that. And then we make a kind of invisible city, kind of Atlantis, where uh, that comes up a little bit and where with the dikes, because uh, it goes slightly underneath, so in the distance you only see birds. 
above something. And that is where the city is, and that is how they, they swallow that. Uh, the second, say, uh, city is on the edge, and that's a city that welcomes Amsterdamers with this new expo zone, though that they uh, would love Amsterdam or Almere better. The third one where it is in the very heart of that area, where on the left side you see OMA's uh, city center, and on the right side our city, the sun's aster, uh, answer to that by uh, circling it with a kind of anti-city that I will show you in a minute. And in the end, on the east side, we make this light city that somehow combines agriculture with housing and innovates the housing. And I start there, because it developed afterwards. So Osterwald, how to get people there? And basically it's free land as a kind of protest against uh, uh, the current laws. And I, so there is the area, uh, and it looks like Russia, and it's, uh, uh, so what to do there? And in that way. So the current situation is only agriculture, um, certain kind of products, and the plan is to propose to, to turn it like 30% basically into housing, about uh, 20,000 units. So how to do that? So that the, the law that we say you, know, you can do what you want, but you have to share a piece of the, of the cake. So any project, any developer, smaller and bigger, has to make both an intensification of the agriculture and to make housing as such. And that can be done and through a certain kind of software, and we monitor that. And here, you can do it alone, you can do it with more people, you can do it in different sizes, and that changes, say, the former conventional type into something like that, an airy-like environment. So you can do everything you want, but you have to solve your problems, is another one. So it means that you have to make your road yourself. And that means also you cannot harm your neighbor, second law. Uh, and that means that you have to give him a passage when he is going to build beyond you. So we make an echo on the edges. That is done in the law where you can make that kind of infrastructure. Second element, if you do your water system, also yourself, okay, that's fine. We had to change Dutch constitution uh, so because the, the government has to give you, to provide you with water and electricity if you ask for that. In this, say, 4,000 hectares, we are not going to do that. And, uh, because to test that we can do it, like in a New Zealand-like way, that you can solve it on yourself. That means that the electricity companies give, provide you with packages instead of making a, 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 your own, a, their own thing. And that is now happening both with the water system and the, uh, 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 and the electricity system. And then you can do what you want. This or that, or that, or that. I mean, this Barba Papa, it can be beautiful. Or the stars, or this. So there is a collection of elements that we could imagine over there. And that somehow makes that... And, and this is what's currently happening. So with, with about 10 initiatives um, of different sizes, people are going to live next to the road, or one is going in the middle of nowhere. There's the one that blocks the road so that the road goes around it. And with a different <laughs> signature they suddenly give an appearance for a next phase. And then we are beyond the grid at that moment. We make an urbanism where the unexpectancy is like there, because you make that plot, and I go around you to go to you. That's what this urbanism wants to say, and this housing therefore turns it into a kind of insane amount, hopefully, of surprises, and uh, uh, to force that with that. So I, yes, I face that I have sometimes that we couldn't do it, and happily the minister uh, uh, accepted this kind of uh, 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 this special law somehow that we could do on that spot and that is what we can do at that moment and turn it now gradually in this uh, uh, in this zone and in the end of the year you will see the first products happening, how that say uh, they react on each other and that I th intrigues me so that's one 
new definition of Howard. Next redefinition of Howard is the Floriade. And that is one we could use uh, in that very hard over there. Uh, we won the competition for the World Expo on Plants in uh, the Netherlands. Every 10 years is happening and Almere got it with this kind of idea to on that spot to make this new expo happening. And it's a new neighborhood. University plus say about 1,000 houses, 2022 um, would be open. I love that because this is the site. That's the center and we make this new university campus uh, here on the, on the left side. So if this is my perspective, I stand on this side and I look to Rem Koolhaas over there, then I'm uh, inviting Rem, of course, to look in the future to my city in that uh, respect and to show what I can do with plants, basically. So uh, this is the design of this kind of handkerchief that we will be uh, celebrating. And the, the, the main concept is that we use that floral exhibition, I mean, in, in the best British tradition, but then uh, uh, somehow the horticultural fair that I will be drowned in plants uh, everywhere. This is a building, I say. This is how to do that, uh, in this, and how to do that in that way. Or how, this is a great market hall. This is a fantastic, say, university. This is the best, say, uh, uh, sports hall that we could imagine. So we could imagine that we could, and there are techniques for that to do that. So this is the concept of every plot, uh, to make a garden, one species, add a building, and add uh, infrastructure to that. And then they glue together in this way, so that I can make a concert hall like that, so that I can make an office like that, or a sports hall like that. These are the contradictions. So this is the best dancing place, of course, or how to uh, sleep in, in green or bath in green. That's what we would like to do. Thousand plots and, uh, and, uh, in that specific manner. Maybe comparable to Beijing somehow, but in a, in a complete other kind of rhetoric and logic. And manipulate that, say, grid over, here it is, to, uh, to bring it over the highway, drop it down to connect all the pieces of the city and make a new, cut it out the existing, and then we have it, then that's it. Not more, not less. And that's the plan of this mini city. And these are the inhabitants, what we start with. Right? If we go look with Clematis, Erika, Cornus, these are the great guys that are going to live there. And uh, uh, so the, all the species that we are need to, how to order that. So we do it from A to Z, eh, from Azalia to Zenobia. And uh, yeah, we have to put a hotel, of course, in the jasmine section. So you, because then you can cover uh, the, the hotel, and it can be a very bad hotel. I don't care, because uh, architecture is not an issue. You go, it's going there, the jasmine is over it. And then this is, these are all the buildings that we, that we are now making. This is the school that comes there, and one of the universities. And this is the skyline that we thus can make with all the inhabitants that are over there that presents itself like this on this dish over the city and then we can hear you see the model how it's appearing and how we now orchestrate coming years this uh, thousand lots this thousand plants and also the similar amount of so it's nice to do both in Beijing as in Almere at the same moment they, they say the similar technique to find out what how far can we go in that case is what we are like celebrating in this exercise I end today um, with research, of course, because that's the, uh, yeah, the, 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 we need endless research and we can do projects, but somehow I do think that, uh, that, that, that we have to be always ahead and that, and that we have to make a culture that wants to be ahead. And I'm happy that you in London do that also partly, but that, that is what we try to do, of course, in the Y factory in this place. Uh, where uh, we talk with students, where we produce, and where we talk with, with uh, ministers and others, and where we produce books. So here, uh, 
they're based on future cities, so basically think what a future city can be. Very abstract, like just a model city, change one parameter, say a sky car and the whole uh, normal program shifts. Or do it on, on sites and have like all the elements that come together in a controller, in a space fighter. Uh, that's the library, basically a software program. So these are the, the books that are partly done, and um, some of you might have seen them. I want to show you this. I want to show you three exercises that touch about that subject of housing in the next time. The first thing is say, simply the outside space that we want to have. We want to have a balcony, a terrace. And I think it's very important that our houses do uh, are more than introversy. So it was a comment on this kind of towers eh, the, over the world the, that are stupid introvert monsters with one entrance going up, going down, and oh yeah, the architect changed uh, the head of it. But uh, let's forget that exercise, please, because it's like, uh, uh, it's like a waste of money somehow. So what to do then? So this is a European tower, I say. They talk, there it goes. This exercise with Lego, and some of you might know it, was actually what we tried to celebrate. So we, every student was asked to make one, diver, one element in that way and investigate how far he can go. So this one loved the, like the, the, the pregnant tower. So they, how far can it open up before it falls away? Or uh, this one splits the tower and find out how slender can I do that? Or the twister that turns it into uh, how far can I go with all this twisting element? Or how can I make bubbles, neighborhoods that love some kind of interior aspect at that moment? Or this one, the cactus that makes uh, like an endless say, sequence of evaporating uh, elements and how far can that go? So an enormous series of like possible interpretations of how we can imagine, say, technologies of terraces, of outside and of inside. He got a low note, this was a bad one. And is uh, to have that uh, basically done. So there were rows of, of, of investigations from nothing to maximum. There were uh, on the, both in the balconies or here in the central spaces or the randomizer, the deviator the landscape maker, the parasite maker, and then this is all the, all the research that has been done and in this flip book and then in this exhibition where this kind of, uh, say, uh, army of towers somehow becomes fantastic. If Manhattan would be like this, then uh, as a complete research itself, with this grid of investigations, it would have been much nicer, is what it, this wants to see. So here you see, you even solid with this part of the enterprise, how here the ball series flattens out, how here the, 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 the different terraces, this I love one, this is a very polite tower. But basically it's of course like a terracing that brings you up and down and compensates itself in, uh, in gravity. Uh, as such, you will copy it, don't worry. And then uh, here, the, the twister, the, the flucker, the Frank Lloyd Wright, and uh, so there is uh, this endless say, sequences that people started to imagine. But what is next then, in that case? How to get, get that knowledge, this intuition, how to bring that, say, from post-scripting into pre-scripting? is basically how to, to learn from that. So that's what then happened within, in the next three research. Imagine that you have certain factors and uh, for instance, the, the stairs study, and then to see how can you connect uh, different floors with what kind of logic and how with fire logic, with, 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 with all the, the, the and, and using the houses like that. And that is what then, and with a certain kind of budget, you get actually a tower, which is beautiful. It's better than Escher, 
and, uh, and has this kind of collective space and turns it into a collective enterprise to go from the bottom to the top, something that I miss in these monsters in Dubai. So that's what it is, or the landscape maker. There's also a very nice one. He started with simply with the horizontal program, say, uh, the, the houses, and then make this connection in a kind of a shell-like manner so that you have like amphitheaters that, that connect that, and if you do that, what is it? Wow, that's nice, these pockets. Somehow, from pocket to pocket, I can go from the bottom to the top and, and, and see how everyone is kind of connected to this kind of pockets as such and leading to this kind of tower. I would love to see that uh, one. And, and this is nicer than that, that, that needle that you made here or uh, this uh, Italian guy made. So that's, uh, that would be, uh, hopefully, that you an answer that you... So that's what you can do at that moment. But even with the combination of post-scripting and pre-scripting, are different ways of then exercising on this uh, issue of make creating variety, and create and but mastering also variety is what I would like to say. So this is what the students then have done and shifted around on the different exhibitions. Yeah, and of course now it's the next step. This is what we do now with the robots of the of the gravity uh, film, and they uh, they're left over. So now testing if we could do then basically. Uh, replace the work of students for every tower I need uh, like three students working three weeks day and night that's, uh, that's impossible you know, immediately you would protest here in the UK so that, that we do this this uh, testing act with Lego now that this the robot does, does the work in that uh, enterprise and what uh, of course what is then the work of our students that's this Rhino and Grasshopper simple programs simply master these robots now to get that done of course this is a toy but it, it helps also to get knowledge on the correct position in our education and uh, to, it's the abstraction in the end that uh, makes this uh, uh, possible. So that is like sequence of how to create more porosity in our environments and then uh, yeah, turn it into, uh, into these uh, uh, new, say, livable areas where, and, and scenograph basically the, this variety. Oh, wait a minute, this, I don't, don't need a show. Um, I will go you to, to, the, to the next one. This is called We Go City, because uh, I will, you will see. And it's a, a project that started with ego, and if you give someone as much ego as possible, then at a certain moment he starts to love the neighbor. He needs the other one. If you become very selfish, at a, I'm, I'm sure. So what is that moment that ego becomes we go? is then the question in this uh, city. So how to do that is uh, basically, uh, this is the first enterprise um, at the common uh, six months, you will see the next things uh, that are in this case uh, a certain kind of egos, say uh, architects, there are certain kind of possible clients and uh, that they have a certain kind of dream houses, these clients. So yeah, fine to do that. Huh? The, for instance, this laziest man has been uh, very well uh, uh, investigated in his personality, in what his activities are, and then ultimately what his dream is, that is the, about this dude. And uh, how, what that leads for kind of house he wishes to have. So that has been done, of course, with many kind of, say, uh, possible lifestyles about the people that were there. Just based on internet research, how many, say, walkers are there, how many uh, Parker boys are there, how many, uh, say, housewives still exist, and how many dream houses then we can make. So that's, uh, uh, that's one step number one. But what's next then in that ego? That's ego. You see, the nice thing comes when these egos are there. Then I start to put them in a box, no better not, in a slab, 
That's public housing laws. Huh? You put them as close as possible. And when the space becomes tighter, you start to fight with each other. That's like rat tests. So that's, and uh, that, I think, is an intriguing one to test who will win and why he or he, she will win. So that, how to imagine that. And so for the moment, we have two, see, four game models that try to work on the different aspects of negotiation. So there's one on regulations, one on capital, one on phasing, and one on, say, fairness in that way. So uh, the blind game is one of to do it. You don't know the one on the other, so how can you manipulate your, your beauty into, through that? Or the strategic ones, when you know the other one and you are going to negotiate in a very strategic way. In, in a, or the one that immediately calculates all the regulations, the automaton. So, uh, and then and see when you are doing uh, wrong or good in regulations time. And uh, that's what we at the moment do. So here you see the blind game happening, uh, how that say, don't go into details, but uh, these are the, uh, ultimately the shots of some of these kind of games and lead to a composition. Well, or how the strategic game is, uh, say, is done on certain kind of, uh, say, parameters and lead to this kind of com competition. Same people, same uh, ideals, and how they appeared in time. How the atomontons, so uh, did that uh, with their characteristics, uh, they they, the, the regulations show, are showed, of course, in the, in the voxels that talk with each other, and that lead uh, to this kind of composition in time. Okay, well. So, and in the end, the other game, and uh, how that would say the capital, how, uh, the, the, how money can, uh, and value can be part of that. And now that, wh what is value in this case? And uh, how to, to take to that is negotiated in this, say, exercise uh, with this kind of, kind of elements in that way. And then, of course, we have to compare in that way. So um, the other element, uh, come back to that comparison. The second element we, we, we develop now that this, uh, another tool, the accessibility element, is, is added to that uh, zone. So that can be imported, and say so you can do uh, different models of access from lifts. Uh, uh, we, we know that Alvaro Siso made this uh, once, uh, to uh, many stairs to all kinds of buildings in that, in that case. And, uh, and how it can then be connected with these games is what it is. So what is next? Basically, first we examined how happy is everybody in which, which game circumstances, so a certain kind of criteria. Uh, can it makes it, it's not 100% in, in, in that, that's the next step, I hope to do that. And that leads to, to somehow a block that here, which was the, where the average of the building, the, the majority of the, of the people found uh, uh, a, a big happiness factor and, and found their target in a certain kind of reasonable way. And I think that's, a, that's not bad. This is, then we make a building that somehow commends some of your slab buildings here in London, where this house is gorgeous where somehow this house is fantastic, or, or where, can we, where, where this I can never can make, that kind of house up to now. Is that then becoming possible at that moment? And where the infrastructure follows, in the same way as in Almere, but then on the level of architecture, that kind of enterprises, and then turn it into, let's say, this kind of housing estates. I like Pippi Langhaus, would that be? Anywhere, there's difference. And I'm intrigued, I want to know who, how the interior of this house is, because this is so curious. What he did versus this one. This encourages social interaction, is what I would say. And, 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 and maybe isolation becomes a bit redundant in this case. In this case. And I'm happy now that uh, some of the developers are sponsoring the next step in that way. So and, uh, I end, of course, with a certain kind of sublimity on, uh, on this issue, which is maybe the ultimate answer 
on my question. It's called Baba Papa. And uh, Baba Papa is, uh, uh, is based on this material. Uh, with uh, Axo Nobel, with Bazef, uh, you have this product where CHO molecules can transform and can make, become stiff or can become loose, which is, is fantastic. Uh, like your heart, there, there's this heart products at the moment. So if you do that, then you can, of course, a million times, then I can open up peasants at that moment. I can wash my hands where I want. I can make any piece of furniture from any collection at the same spot. Look, there it comes. This is a film of one and a half years ago. Right? So it's very primitive in that way. Or I can open up windows where I want. That would be fantastic, no? To imagine that, then maybe... What actually it's criticizing, and uh, that calculation has just been done, is, say, our waste of space in that, that we are somehow facing. Uh, this is with, uh, here with my wife. Uh, I'm watching television. She has a shower. Uh, uh, that takes, uh, and then we do it together. It means that some of the spaces could shrink. How much could they shrink? Uh, what, what do we actually in that space? We go to bed, we sleep, uh, then we wake up again, brush our teeth, we have a breakfast, and then we go out. And the house can shrink. Gone. Then we go to our office, one man uh, at the moment, so it's a small office, but it grows in like 10 minutes from, because more people are coming in. And then suddenly it becomes a good office at that moment. And during the day it moves again. I love flexibility, but we never have conquered the answer yet. So how to do that now with Barba Papa is, uh, I think, my uh, proposal. Of course, the interesting thing is what the neighbor is doing at the same moment. I try to model that already a little bit with Ego City or in some of our uh, building projects, but this one is more fundamental at, at that moment. And that the kind of the, that radicality, that's what we need in order to progress. So you see what happens between the neighbors in, that, uh, in this kind of model that uh, the students have been doing, and which is, of course, very beautiful at the moment that, say, how to get rid of, how to go or escape. Here you see a lift goes through. This lift is a beauty because it says something about that material. You know, if you throw your kit in the IKEA bubble bath, uh, and there's another kit already there, the other kit doesn't know it. It's because the bubbles, they, they, they dampen out that movement. And that's, of course, an interesting factor, a little bit like the market hall, how the 11 centimeters somehow have helped this in a more elaborate way, how this dampening out could create somehow a cohesion. So what is then next? Eh? If you have this kind of query about um, a material and a query about, uh, say, uh, what uh, about waste, and this exercise shows a little bit the next step, que making questions to the industry, to Axel Nobel, to Bazef. So here is a man, beautiful man, uh, in the best Leni Riefenstahl tradition. What, how much does he need to, to, during his sleep? Yes, some oxygen in that way. So th this is not a space. This is simply his halo, what, what, what's calculated. He wakes up. He stretches his arm. And like Charlie Chaplin's modern time, he's pushed up uh, uh, to, to wake up. To, to. So this student basically posed that question. How big should my sleeping space be? Then in the waking up space, of course, the next group of students start to show where should I go to? Where can I maneuver myself? What is the identity? Where is, where, where is, where is my window? And secondly, how long do I keep my space behind? What is the memory of space? Is what these persons are doing. He looks up and poof, there it goes. And, uh, and uh, in order to investigate, these are slow motion films. And then he makes, of course, an opening act of the window. 
It's like Herman Herzberger that always <gasps> open up the window. That's what it is, of course, you can do with that material by programming it. I will come back to it. Don't worry. This is not science fiction. And that's uh, uh, in that uh, way. So that, and then you continue. Every piece asks a question to the engineer, to the to the to the uh, uh, to the, this industry and what it could uh, do. So here it goes further, and uh, in that way, and. Uh, yeah, uh, my son is coming with his dog. He was uh, in there, and this questions, of course, pop that moment. When, how to miss, make a material that opens itself? And uh, the next group somehow was uh, studying this kind of <coughs> movement of water, so that it comes to any place in this peristalticness that you can move and carry water or electricity to this kind of programmed molecules. And then I get, yeah, of course, I can dive wherever I want. And uh, uh, I just do this and poof, there I go. And I do, this is, this is wonderful that I can do that. And it's, it's very funny, if you look to the section in a minute, I have swam to the, to the to light, of course, I turn my back and I have a good solarium. How yeah, my son follows also, but like in a, in a gym, the question is who? What is moving? Is in this case important. Are you moving or is the material moving? Ooh, this can become fundamental in our uh, uh, in our enterprises. And so every piece makes this question and continues so that uh, this student uh, studies and calculates the water quality in the shower and better than Peter Zumthor. And uh, so that we have this, uh, the other one, this I love also with Dirk Bickenbergs, to, to imagine clothes. Uh, how do they come to you? How can I pick, say, this kind of dress or do I want to have another kind of dress? And that comes from that same stuff and goes around it. So is that now doable? So is Dirk now doing that, pieces of it in his next fashion show? That's what actually is like uh, uh, done in this case. Or and the next one is also nice because Jimmy Gunn is doing it soon. So this is the clothes. Not perfect yet. Don't worry. Cooking. Yeah, that's also a nice thing. Because how to produce stuff and that comes to you. How to heat up uh, water in that, uh, in that matter that you can cook it and that you can do it on that spot. So it goes on with this kind of discussions. Also the waste, how to absorb it and burn it away. And that is what this question is asking. But how to go further then? I don't show the whole film, because this is basically every five seconds another kind of question. So out of this, different researches uh, appear. So here, uh, I was talking about the memory space. So how to do that is basically following the same uh, way as Muybridge did. did analyze your movements and study then how long you want to keep it that way and store it on our, in our data centers. We can mirror this also and then have a kind of extrapolation of how much space do I need in front of it. So this PhD was only about that. Only trying to endlessly making this movement and calculate them and turn this Muy Bridge into something like beautiful. Or, and then this group, that now with Vitra, that is, um, um, let's make a test on that. How to do that? We can do it with molecules. Very expensive. So very, I mean, of course, students and very young. Um, but with filled, chicken wire filled, and a programmable chip and wire, this is going to happen in this uh, fall, that say one carpet can become, say a table, can become, say a couch, can become uh, 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 a sitting device, and how to program that and to make that. So I'm so happy that, that Vitra accepted that, and that somehow this patent can be done. So 
But the kids, if they manage that the next half year, they will be rich, is what I can uh, tell on that. Or this one. And now to turn that then into a room. The, so the felt room, uh, in the, say, the tradition of uh, Joseph Buys, we make it on, uh, we try to manipulate it even more. Yeah, the, the room can kill you. Yeah, I know. So that's, there is, there's a plus and a minus on this element <laughs> to, uh, to work on, the, but that's science anyway. So that's, and this one, the talking napkins, is sponsored by a rich um, uh, 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 Swedish lady that uh, said, okay, can you give me some pieces uh, that, uh, that I can hang in my castle in Stockholm? So here, there, these are developments of that. Um, so where, when you touch one napkin, the neighbor starts to react. So this is beautiful during a dinner. <laughs> what, what is happening in that case? But this, this is tech that we need to do, how to test that. So the smallest piece, but more money I didn't have in the beginning, we could also test this kind of interactivity in that way. Or this one, the talking wall, is an, another one that she paid afterwards. And it's too long intro about uh, the specs, but it's uh, how to, to make then such a kind of prototype that now is hanging over there. So there are different texts of, text of activating this, now the current walls. Here the technology behind it. Very easy. But when you need thousands of them, then it's costly. Yeah? That's, so this is the walls, the panels. The Greek guy. Wow, that's good. Then he starts to talk to the wall. And the wall deforms. And what kind of movement is then connected with that talking? Is the question that we can that, that, that this say, uh, project is trying to uh, to do? Uh, yelling becomes even aggressive at that moment. So uh, you have to be kind to your wall, is what it wants to to test. And that's what this element wants to to say. So this is not finished. I'm aware. This is right. Last week's what is happening piece by piece, trying to to make such a kind of Barba Papa project as maybe a sublime answer about what I try to say during the evening. From a building to a next building, from something which is like, uh, which is stable and wants to deal with diversity in a concrete manner, to something where, well, if this would happen, then the whole world would turn into kind of Saint-Exupéry's uh, Petit Prince at that moment. And then you, I'm not sure where architecture is. Then architecture is the knowledge within it, in that energy. And where somehow our cities are very strange and they're zero with, with zero energy and they're fantastic with maximum energy. And then I think our houses will completely change. And with that dream, with that sequence, I somehow I hope to give you some kind of contribution, but I guess on your very practical other talks that you might have in the coming days. I thank you very much for your attention. Thank you ever so much for a fascinating lecture. We have some time for questions. Do you have a tradition in discussing things, or is it like always yes. silent? Yes. Mm -hmm. Although sometimes the first question takes is, a while. Takes no? a while. You need the yeah. bottles or So is there anyone brave enough to put? Yes, here. Can I ask you for a few thoughts on the question of copying? Because I'm very interested that you show a lot of prototyping, and obviously when you do it, it's fine. But what about the fact that so many people do a kind of 50% job? Is that, a, is that okay? Or, or maybe a 30% and we all go away and do kind of bad plastic houses. So how much responsibility do you have and what's your view about it? Yeah, that's a, that's a chapter, chapter, to be honest. I didn't show it uh, tonight. And in that, yeah, the book 
copy paste comes out soon, uh, where you can master, uh, where you can become like superhero in like in, in ten seconds if you read read that book. That's the the concept behind the book, and that's a long story. It's, it's a quite an, it's a nuanced story on that way. That um, I notice, of course, that these days uh, we influence each other very rapidly. Our stagiaires are are phoning each other and twittering each other endlessly. So in, in, and um, and we can also see more and more these days that buildings look the same, and that. Yeah, uh, there is, a, in our case, clearly a, a kind of school that came out more north of our, of, of our country. So there is an, uh, which is fine. I, I, I also, I, I should be proud on that, is what I would say. And, uh, the, and I start to compare that with, with natural science. If you make a, if you, you, you work on biochemistry and you develop something against cancer, and then you always refer to what he did before. You have to even. You're for in architecture, somehow we are obsessed by originality, and we, we and and in the way I, if I can make the kunsthal better, then that's all which I admire a lot. That would be fantastic, and somehow I think in our work we we try to do that. Like the we made housing in in, in Madrid, the Celosia, which looks like the Corbusier, but the Corbusier never made, and now would be possible under the logics that I somehow with the porosity. Uh, exercise start to show. Uh, so, and so in that book we start to compare what is now. We have to find a criticism that somehow is is useful for that operation. What is better? There are, for instance, we analyzed like 20 buildings over the planet that have a hole that are in the middle are open, from CCTV to our uh, our building in Madrid to the Eisenman building at a certain moment in that way. So trying to find out. Which of this building is now really better? You have to give it somehow kind of a logic behind it. Why is a whole good? And uh, uh, why, when does it function? So that's one element. The second element, which is nice to see, that there is a, 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 an, almost a generation is like fascinated by that whole in this case. That means also that we share more than we think. So there was, of course, a time that Siam was, was good and that we, 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 uh, we talked with each other. We have a new Siam, is my, uh, is, is, is my, is my proposition, and that, uh, and I like that whole of, of him or her, and I do it better. I try to in, innovate that. I mean, the project of the vertical village somehow is also I adore the museum of Vitra in Weilam Rhein, and uh, is what it says. I only want to make it better. I want to turn it into urbanism. That that's all, and that takes me like a hell of a, a job. Is that only that mini innovation to do that? So, can we escape from that? Would be your next question, of course, because you are an architect. You want to be original, and uh, and the construction of avant-garde is an interesting one. How to how escapism? Actually, partly the story of tonight was about that. How can we then do that? I, I don't concentrate on that. I just concentrate on the, on a kind of sequence and maximizing things, and that reveals a next step in that way. That's partly you have seen that in this lecture. And that, in a way, that is what I think is deepening the subject. And, uh, and you can take more subjects. I'm aware there are different subjects to take. So there's a, there's a world uh, to discover on that way. But that's, that's a proposal that I have uh, to, to go beyond this kind of frustration or this, this, in this cynicism or that, 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 that this profession sometimes has, this obsession of originality that 
maybe only in, in, in the smallest percentage leads to authenticity. And that, is, uh, and that worries me. And that, I, that, that is maybe the best answer I can give to you on the issue of copycats and copy-paste. Of course, the book has the biggest disclaimer in the world. <laughs> <laughs> With the best lawyers on it <laughs> to, make that, uh, to make that book um, to a good joke. Talk about resistance, because the ethos of what you're doing is, is plastic, porous, but the world of resistant object, resistant human yeah. beings, even, yeah. that's the other side of where you are. Yeah. It's true that... Um, Indirectly, I'm interested in the, in the moment of resistance, but indirectly. Because uh, as long as liberty can be there, then resistance is not an issue. As, so when does resistance occur is the question actually that I pose and that, that somehow, and that I test, like in the best rat tests of the, of the 80s, uh, to, to see when, people, when rats are starting to bite. In this sequence of projects, somehow I try to show that we can enlarge our freedom quite more than I expected. That is a, uh, because maybe in many of, many of the public housing rules, for instance, and we are already proud that we have rules for public housing and we are still defending maybe something negative because of that rules, is um, it's commented by that, basically. Because there's more liberty if we allow ourselves technologically or uh, with that. Well, I'm thinking about something else. I mean, if you think about an edge of membrane, the cell membrane, it's porous, yeah. but it's also resistant. I mm. mean, that's what, mm. what makes the membrane mm. alive, mm. is that it combines mm. uh, the edges is living because mm. it holds valuable material in. Mm. So when I look at the project, what I want to know is where is the particularly with the water project, how do we, you know, how, how do we think about a membrane-like condition uh, as given the structure to these, these kinds of projects? There, there might be two answers. One is a kind of, uh, say, philosophical, theoretical answer, and one is a practical answer. I have to approach this philosophical one only through an indirect manner. I do that on purpose, because I, I, I don't know the answer. That's the issue. I don't know what is eternal and what is the best membrane that holds everything together in that way. So I can only do tests on that, on that membrane, on that moment. And I want to say that I still didn't reach that limitation or the knowledge of that limitation of that membrane that holds it together. Because when Barbara Papa is doing some stuff on that membrane, um, the next step after Barbara Papa is Barbara Mama. Uh, yeah, because I need to work now, and that starts in, 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 because of the, of the Floriada, because of the plant show, with the University of Agriculture and, uh, and, and uh, uh, biochemistry, where uh, how to turn uh, that, say, that membrane into a stratum, in strata. Strata are growing where seeds can grow, and where they... So that's one part. How can, say, nature can come in? Animals can come in. So... Uh, Elements that don't have the possibility to directly uh, uh, indicate, um, say, messages to that material uh, in that way. So th there is a whole world of uh, what I was discovering about strata, so different growing uh, species from air to, to water to, to, to mixed uh, circumstances that, uh, that can be actually much more choreographed than I expected. So here already, well, I can quite do. The second part of that research 
will be what, what, what in Amsterdam is fantastic at the moment in the university is the, the artificial photosynthesis lab. Oh, here. Yeah. Well, when that happens, pieces of that, of that sequence, then I get another kind of world if I would do that. So this stratum, this is, I have to answer it in that way because, again, there is more, more information in that, in that uh, say, in that binding material, as you see, say, than, than, I, than I, so I'm fascinated by that. To, to, to that, to, uh, the knowledge that's partly already there, that to, to, to extrapolate that somehow to a, a possible, say, house, or a possible, say, garden, or a maybe two houses in that way. And, and the suggestion is clear. That's the philosophical component that we then touch. Because yes, if the city looks like that, then you ask indeed what is the boundary. But I could imagine also a memory project. Like, oh, imagine that we have 100 people that grow each 100 years, build up a certain kind of memory and a desire of memory, what you want to keep, basically, in terms of space, in terms of... Um, that, that, could, that, that could be fascinating to build that model to see how that would work. In that way, I don't know the clue. It's also a binding factor, the the, the, the issue of memory in, in that way. Many, I mean, if I would be a German architect, and uh, coming from Berlin, yes, I call off, then I w then I would maybe oh, this is would structure that in square solidity, and would, that's my proposal for uh, uh, for for that membrane that you said. I, I hate it. I'm sorry. I think we need at the moment anyway some architects, some like zones, and I think the media lab in, in Boston is doing that partly, and is to, 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 yeah, to touch that and to give a counterweight to that kind of uh, considered uh, stability that is, that's over there. And that should be, of course, it, I think it's already more elaborate than, say, in the years of any, at any conferences where people were talking about uh, deconstructivism and what was basically a formal. Is, uh, attitude. I think the, the, what the knowledge that, that we can see now is is much more deconstructive and, 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 and also more intrinsic and more uh, more beautiful than say that set up. I mean, Chumi is here soon. Then this kind of momentum that was there in those days. So there's 20 years after we see now that 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 there is an answer on that intention of deconstructivism. Did I touch the philosophical component enough, or is it? <laughs> because I know <laughs> with a glass of wine, maybe, that would be good. Can someone else answer this question? <laughs> um, I just want to ask a, a little bit, I'm, I'm going to use that Almere as an example, because that helps to illustrate it, although I feel it was sort of running through all your projects. Um, this thing of you as an architect sort of empowering your citizens or your users to sort of go after what they want and negotiate between themselves and then sort of a kind of really exciting design full of variety arises from that negotiation. What I'm a little bit wondering about, or, or sort of what, what I sometimes find myself as an architect, is how do you cope with the sort of, what's your experience of the resistance to that? You know, the, the residents actually just wanting to live in a house that looks like the vernacular style, or the planners just feeling comfortable with Milton Keynes and wanting to repeat it again. How do you, how do you educate that, and how do you, I don't know, how do you deal with it? Well, so, I mean, it's of course true that there, are, uh, that there is a, you need different answers in that way. Your question is too big. And uh, uh -huh. uh, to do that, because the project in themselves just declare a kind of love affair with, um, uh, and also I think a certain kind of uh, respect for everybody that 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 
that non-architects can be maybe as good as architects. That doesn't mean that I, I am against specialism or professionalism, because the question has been posed a lot. Uh, yeah, but you have to propose, because I don't know it. That's fine. We can do it. That's, that's, but uh, I, I notate a society which is much more clever and, and much more and can speak better and, and, uh, than, than, say, 30 years ago. So that, that, that feeds this project. To, uh, and other than, uh, yes, there are, there are of course, uh, there's also resistance. I agree. People want to, are getting fatigue. Choose for me is what, what, what can happen. That's also fine. And then we can do that. And uh, take that opportunity as such. But even if you choose for him or her, they will, he will say, yes, no, I love it, I hate it. So there's a, there's a communication going on, maybe more in detail, than, than maybe we have notated before in, in, in that way. Then your question about, say, the vernacular. I don't bother about it at all. Let me, let me say that, let's start with that. But no, because it's like a, it's like a disease that goes on. And, and, uh, <laughs> no, we should maybe, uh, um, in, that, in that specific case, I approach it like, uh, with this kind of apocalyptic uh, attitude. So if you enlarge, if you have more vernacular, the more you have, the modern project or the hypermodern becomes scarce. And scarcity leads to better economy. So, okay. So I think the more architects make vernacular archi architecture, the better MVRDV becomes. So there's a... So <laughs> and I'm always very happy to be uh, surrounded by, by vernacular because it makes it... It's, yeah, then you also can stand out, and of course we have our laws and how and there's subtle subtlety in it, and there's a different kind of ways of dealing with it as the project. And I didn't show some of the projects like the glass farm that does it maybe the best according to me, or the next uh, Chanel shop in Amsterdam, which opens in in, uh, in May. That you will uh, that will be also a good laugh. And there is a um, there is a, an enormous trajectory to work with that in that vernacular. But anyway, the apocalyptic one, I I I, I love that. That generally is actually quite a good technique. I remember there were aldermen in the northern city of, of the Netherlands and that, uh, yeah, they wanted to propose beautiful pedestrian streets in the city. People wanted to go with their cars in the city. So the, yeah, how to do that, how to achieve that? So he simply uh, got rid of all the traffic lights in the, in the, in the city for, for like a couple of years. And there was the best traffic jam game ever on the planet. And, and then the voices arose that, yeah, we want to have a pedestrian zone and better regulation, etc. So he could do the stuff that he wanted to do in his second term after four years. I think it was so marvelous, so incredibly good, how you, how you can deal with that technique of, of the apocalyptic. I don't know yet if um, my apocalyptic war against, uh, against uh, the vernacular is how far that is at the moment. <laughs> so I can't <laughs> give you the conclusions of that, but that's, um, that's one way of approaching it. Um, so yeah, that's a bit the big ping pong game that we face. Uh, how, how to deal with that? Yeah, and, and maybe you take another position. Maybe you're in the vernacular, and uh, that's uh, and uh, which is fine. I, uh, <laughs> as I said, no, <laughs> because it uh, makes us uh, happier. I admire how you work with different planning authorities to achieve innovation. Can you describe how it works in China and how you yeah. contrast the Rotterdam yeah. and how you go against and how you persuade people? that this could improve at mm. their communities? Well, China is very complicated. Let me, let's start <laughs> from there. And uh, how to approach that, uh, that, that, uh, that, because their laws are indeed very stiff, and uh, the planning authorities are 
still in charge, and even more than ever with the new president. So that's, um, uh, that's clear. So what you could do, what we try to do, somehow we are maybe more successful in the periphery of China, say Taiwan, Seoul, Indonesia, Bangkok, than in hardcore China. But, uh, that's fun. You can play, yeah, we can do there what you can't do. That's one, one of the elements to, uh, to approach is Vietnam is coming up very beautifully. So that, that is, uh, the second element is indeed to try, and then for better and for worse. And, um, and it deserves indeed maybe a certain kind of uh, overview. That suggestion is correct. After all our experience, what, is, uh, what did we achieve in that way? And to compare that also with the stories of others that, that, that did that for better and for worse. And um, uh, is it, are we ready for that? I mean, I would not do it market-wise. I, I should not do it yet <laughs> That's, uh, to give that criticism uh, uh, currently. But it's tough, I, I admit. It's, uh, it is not uh, always uh, that dreamy as you... Uh, as you think. Our, our museum in, uh, uh, in Hangzhou didn't go in the end because the planning authorities just didn't want it and there was a change of power and these balloons exploded. In the, the case of the library of Shenzhen, that uh, starts construction soon, you will see it. And we have to live with a certain kind of uh, result. So there are pieces in it that, that are nice, but not the completeness. Yet. It will be never a Swiss building in, uh, in that uh, respect. So also to live with what you can ex achieve, also the CCTV building is, is, is a great sculpture. And in the interior, man, you don't want to be there. So there's a, there's a uh, yeah, that is also no, that's not a problem because it has already given something. So that's the positive part that I would still, and that's what, what you can see, that, that people want to have certain pieces already there. But in the tradition of, say, the perfect architect, that doesn't fit. Say the perfect Swiss, he cannot survive. In that, uh, that kind of conditions. Yeah, but you can do more here and there because of the quantity. There is somehow, because of the huge production, a lot of money goes out of the country. A lot of developers are in Soho, it doesn't invest anymore so much. So that's also you see, and, and they take you now with, with them to New York, to Europe, to build their things here or in Joburg. So it's just it's an intriguing moment on how. Your question is beautiful too, to make a next step on that observation. What's happening with this huge production pot? I'm with a hutong in Beijing. Yeah, I'm super proud also that that's happening I'm next to, to a Tiananmen. And that this is for Xi now an answer to the wacky buildings that have been done before. Almost like a Trojan horse in that way to, uh, to work on that. That's, uh, so that's, that's super beautiful. So go to the exhibition like, after the summer to see that uh, first installations and the first buildings. That I come down. Yeah, that, that is, that's a kind of dream. Well, how does that come? Yeah, maybe because of our study of the vertical village. That came, that was first. Maybe because also other architects like Rem protested so much against her. So there is a culture of that. So there, there is a dialogue. That's what that project shows, for better and for worse. So the, the answer is not straight, I'm aware. <laughs> there's a, there's a, yeah, because I didn't construct that answer yet. Or make it concise. I, that's why. I'm happy when you give this kind of questions that, that I, maybe you have the same, Richard, that, that you, that due to that, you can get to the next project, the next answer to that. That's the best part of, of the dialogues. Maybe we should draw things to a close and uh, continue the conversation over a drink. Um, I'd really like to thank Winnie on behalf of the Royal Academy for a wonderful, a really thought-provoking, wide-ranging lecture. It was a real, real pleasure to listen to you. Thank you very much. Um, and I'd also like to record the RA's gratitude to our two
programme supporters this evening, the Drew Heinz Endowment for Architecture and Turkish Ceramics. And before we go for a drink, just a very quick plug for the next uh, talk in this series. On the 13th of April, we will be debating the new realities of ownership brought about by the housing crisis with various speakers. There are just a few tickets available for that, so please do book uh, very soon. But for the moment, please uh, join me in thanking Winnie uh, very much. Thank you for listening. For more information about the Royal Academy, please visit www.royalacademy.org.uk.